Hey, it's Fallon. Want my recipe for a great Valentine's Day? There's just one ingredient, Lunds and Byerly's. Whatever makes Valentine's Day perfect for you, L&B has the best version. Beautiful flowers from Bachman's, divine European pastries crafted by skilled pastry chefs, premium chocolates, and of course, the heartfelt card. And don't even get me started on the sumptuous steak, salmon, and lobster tails. Stop by Lunds and Byerly's today and elevate your Valentine's Day. All right, let's get started with today's Minnesota Goodbye. Happy Monday. We are now about two weeks out, for less than two weeks out from Christmas. Um, we are behind on Christmas. One of the things we're behind on is Christmas cards. And I've always been good at cards. I usually do like first week in December. I'll put on Cool 108 and I'll yep. listen to Christmas music and write out like 50 Christmas cards. And uh, we are behind on everything. We're two weeks behind on a tree. We've got a crap tree that I find adorable because I've gotten used to it. Has I have character. A great, it's kind of like the uh, ugly duckling of a tree. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not the big, beautiful, majestic tree. It's a scrawny, little shorter tree, but I kind of love it. Uh, but we ordered Christmas cards. So we said, okay, let's order some Christmas cards. So I love peanuts. I love Snoopy. I love yeah. Charlie Brown. So we ordered some peanuts-themed Christmas cards. They came in the uh, via Amazon last night. They're the size of an index card. Okay. So uh, we didn't expect that. Nobody reads the dimensions of the card in the no, ad. Oh, yeah. And they are three by five cards. They look like so a little note card. Are they the size of a postcard or a little bit smaller? Index is smaller index than card. a postcard. Index card is. But index um, is smaller than a postcard, right? A yeah. little bit smaller, okay. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say mine are postcards. So they're, they're not as big as a card card. But... And I told Susan, I said, nobody's going to complain because we no. sent a small card. It's just kind of like that's not what we wanted. So she's going to send them back. And we're going to go down to CVS Pharmacy okay. and buy generic cards down at CVS Pharmacy. That's funny. Ours came in the mail. So today I have to go to the post office and get the stamps, stamp them all and toss them out. I did, did it cross my mind to just hand each of you guys yours and save on the postage? Yes, it did, but I'm not oh going to be that cheap. You could do that. I'm not going to. Is it good etiquette? Here's a good question. We should ask this on the Facebook page. Is it good etiquette to drop your neighbor's cards in their mailbox? Because our neighbors do it about half and half. You um, know, I, I get it if the, you know, the Johannesons want to stop by and drop it in the card, the mailbox. I don't care. But at the same time, I think it's a little bit on the tackier form. Cause, we you know, don't give our neighbors cards, but I think I would if I was mm -hmm. close to them just because it is right next to you. My mom always does this because she gives us a card for every holiday. She goes airmail and tosses it to me. <laughs> and I never care. It makes me laugh. But, uh, yeah, I don't think I would care if, like, Carol and Sandy threw in some cards in our mailbox. Yeah, I wouldn't care either. I think it'd All be right. fine. Uh, first email. Dear Jenny in the Morning Zoo. Hi. What has gotten into people these days? Am I the only person who is happy that Mary won $50,000 playing Chumba Casino? This goes back <laughs> to the ads that play. Sounds like you got a lot of cynical, jealous listeners. You oh. think that people would be happy to hear about the good fortune of somebody else, especially during the holiday season. I'm sure she's putting that money to good use for Christmas presents, especially since she was just playing for fun. Okay, Kenny is being, I hilarious. think, cynical and hilarious. Yes. And then he says, what is Extreme Jamie up to these days? Okay, now Extreme Jamie, if you don't know, he was kind of a stunt guy on our show back in the 90s into the early 2000s. And we used to send Jamie out to do different stunts, like ride a bicycle off of a high dive. Oh, my gosh. Or no. I think one of my favorite ones, he got on a snowmobile. We set a bunch of b b bales of hay on fire in a field, and he then rode the snowmobile through the blazing bales of hay. 
I just um, like can't imagine a world where I would do anything like that. I would be so scared. This was back in the Jackass stunt days. Yeah. So we, honestly, I think that we predated Jackass. And I'm yeah. not bragging. I'm just stating the facts because Jackass came up a few years after we started doing extreme Jamie stuff. Yeah. And we had Jamie do things like we put him in a box full of crickets. We put him in a kiddie pool full of leeches. Oh. And um, and then Jackass started doing it. And I'm not saying they stole it from us, but we were doing it before then. Can I tell you one more thing? Remember, and I don't know what exactly when it was, but in the mid-2000s, mm-hmm. is 2005 or so, we had Paula Abdul on the show. And Paula Abdul talked about how she broke her back in a plane crash. Oh, yeah. And But she had it covered up, and she was flying from St. Louis to Denver, and she crashed in Iowa. And then she crashed and broke her back, and she had it covered up. So as a pilot, I said, well, there's no way you can cover up a plane crash because the National Transportation Safety Bureau investigates every one of them. What are you going to do? Secretly at night, haul away the wreckage of the plane? Right. I mean, there's no way you can cover it up. So I started to look, and then I realized that if she crashed in Iowa— I was not on the way from St. Louis to Denver. It's mm-hmm. not. It's it's out of the way. And then she said um, she couldn't quite remember the date, but then she did later. And so we started this whole investigative thing, and I wrote an article about it, um, about her line about being in a plane crash. And so just over the weekend, there's a guy named Sloan, S-L-O-A-N, Sloan, on YouTube, that he did a 25-minute video about it. Okay. And he used my audio oh, wow. of me talking to Paula Abdul as evidence. Wow. And it kind of irked me a little bit because nobody nobody broke the story until I broke the story. Yeah. And I'm not bragging, but it took a pilot to hear her story yeah. to go, this Something's is some wrong. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So now Sloan, I have nothing against this guy. Is he a famous YouTuber? He's a famous YouTuber, yeah. Oh, okay. So he used my audio. Did and he, he credit you? Uh, I think by by caption. I oh, think it okay. said something like KDWB's Dave Ryan Show, something like okay. that. But um, uh, but it kind of irked me a little bit that somebody is still digging up this Paula Abdul story that I kind of put to rest 15 years ago. Right. So anyway, uh, where's Extreme Jamie these days? He is, um, uh, I, I don't know what he does for a living. He's still around. We chat once in a while. Uh, and he is uh, married and he's got three lovely kids. I think he's on his second marriage. Oh, is he? And okay. he seems very happy. Okay, serious question. This is a weird question. When you guys used to do pranks like that, did you guys have a budget back then? We did, or we had people pitch in. For example, okay. you know, we borrowed the snowmobile from somebody. Right. We used somebody's field, and they volunteered their yeah. um, uh, their bales of hay. Gotcha. Someone let you borrow their snowmobile to do that? Yeah. I'm more oh surprised someone God. let you use their field and their hay. That was more surprising than someone using their snowmobile almost. Yeah, you know what? I, I don't know. I mean, it was one of those things. People just really wanted to be a part of a stunt on the radio. Yeah. So uh, people volunteered stuff all the time. Uh, another one says, please don't use my name. So I won't. Uh, longtime listener, love your show. Usually don't listen live. That makes it hard for me to participate, but I've experienced this with Amazon before at my mom's house. Oh, we were talking about, remember the homeowner who has lived in yeah. their home for a year and they still get Amazon packages from the previous owner and uh, they don't like it. They said, uh, it's happened at my mom's house. She received two small packages at different times. Each time I called Amazon, said, we don't know who that person is or why they're using my mom's address. On Amazon's end, they were able to contact the customer and say, stop using my mom's address. 
They were also able to tell what was in the small packages, and so far they've told us to either keep them or donate them. To date, we've gotten women's socks and headbands. <laughs> My guess it is cheaper for Amazon to let us keep those items yeah. than to pick them back up. I don't know what they would do if it was a more expensive item, but the person dealing with the unwanted package should definitely contact Amazon. Oh, okay. Thank yeah. you all for doing a good job. Look forward to finishing and catching up on your shows on iHeartRadio. That's a good call to contact Amazon. It sucks they should have to do that, but hopefully it's a quick email. My favorite was what I got. I ordered little snow boots for Olive from Amazon, and they said that like two items were in one box, but when I opened the box, only one item was in there. And when you file a complaint, they want you to show picture proof. And I'm like, I can't show you a picture of, do I take a picture of the box empty? Yeah. Oh, show right, you no that kidding. The boots were not in there, so I never, and, and it was during COVID, and so they were like, their customer service was almost non-existent at the time, which I understood, but I was like, so I just was out the boots, never got them, never even knew how to Aww. complain, yeah, and I was like, I can't show that they're not here. No, it's not there. Uh, okay, next one, uh, morning all, want to share something that happened a couple of weeks ago and was curious if you've ever run into anything similar whether it's during the holidays or any time. So they set up this scenario that goes down over at Target. So, oh, okay. And it's really interesting. Here's what happened. My five-year-old son and I were out doing a quick return at uh, Target. And, of course, at this store, you never go in and, and not come out with more. So we made our way to grab milk and wrapping paper. And this is about 8 o'clock at night, so the store was a little more quiet than usual. We make our way through the aisle grabbing snacks, and I'm holding my son's hand. Remember, he's five. And in the other hand, I have my basket. My son is deciding on snacks, and I turn around, and a lady sneaks up on me and in broken English shoves her phone in my face saying, please help me, God bless. I panicked, and my first reaction was to pull my son in closer, and I'm processing what's happening. I guess this lady had an English translate on her phone. So there's okay. something called Google Translate where you mm -hmm. say something in a language and pick yeah. the language it'll translate to. Um, uh, she was asking to have everything in her cart purchased. My eyes quickly skim through the message on her phone again. And as I look up, her husband and two sons come into the aisle and I'm trapped. I feel trapped. Oh God. My guard is up even more because nobody is around. I'm in a corner of the store. There's not a lot of people coming through. And her older son, about eight or 10, comes directly up to my face and goes, God bless you. Please help. I look at her husband, who's looking down to the ground, and the son in the cart, probably four or five, and he's saying, please help, God bless. And now I'm like, what the fuck in my head? I look into her cart, and there's a space heater, paper towels, clothes, snacks, about $200 worth of stuff. And I shake my head, and I say, I'm sorry, I can't help get everything, but I can get some stuff for you. I can't get everything. And she and her family quickly back out of the aisle and just leave and say, it's okay, thank you, God bless. I felt like shit because I wanted to help. It's the time of giving, and I love the feeling of helping those in need. But I also felt very trapped, and I just couldn't process what the heck just happened. That all happened in a span of literally 30 seconds. I just thought, where the heck did this family come from? As my son and I continued to walk around the store another lap, we didn't see the family anywhere for the rest of our time there. Do you think this is a scam? Has this ever happened to you? What would you have done Thanks. Love you all. Happy holidays. BFF Anonymous. Um, it, it does sound like a scam or at mm -hmm. least a really awful thing to do to another human yeah. to go up and pretty much demand that you buy $200 worth of stuff. I will say at least when she said I can't do all of it, they did leave her alone at least. 
and it part of me is like from what she said was in the cart it, do, it does make me worry like are they just like homeless and can't or can't afford heat if it was just like warm clothes and a space heater that doesn't mean it's her responsibility to buy it don't get me wrong that's why I'm like maybe it wasn't a scam but oh god I, I would be so uncomfortable if I was in your position you don't know what to do I well mean, no you don't know what to do I think I would think it is a scam I would think that probably yeah they'll you're, buy you're it right. then they'll return it they'll yeah. return it for you know and yeah you're probably right I'm sorry Honestly, you're right. I didn't think about the returning. You're probably right. Yeah. Uh, Anybody who came up to me in Target and pretty much demanded or even asked for me to buy something, no, I'm sorry. I'm just not going to. I don't know. No, me either. Me either. You know what? We we give to charities that we know are responsible. Like if you give to Christmas Wish. Yeah. You know that money is going to be spent not on Fallon and I getting like, you know, like a new snowmobile or something. Which would but, be fun. But which we would be fun. But we're not scammers, so give to something that you trust. Give it's to like a- the angel trees. People like buy specific gifts for specific people. And I don't think, I don't know. I, it's, it's, a not, sh- it's not a scam. Yeah. It's a shame that you have to be worried about things like that. But I you know. do. And you know what? I would not feel like shit at all if I were you. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. It's not my responsibility to help you. In a Target store, how do you know that I don't have any money? You know right. what I mean? And also, I do think if you had done it and then everyone at the end told you it was a scam, you would feel like had. And you would feel bad about yourself for that, too. That, like, someone was able to trick you in the course of 30 seconds into buying $200 that your family needs. Yeah. So I feel like either way you were going to feel bad. I hate that they put you in that position. That's I'm sorry. You're, Dave's right. That probably really was a scam. Because this is the time of year where people are always trying to return stuff. Oh, totally, mm-hmm. yes. That they stole. Um, so let us know if there's a scam. If you've heard of that scam before, maybe you've run into a family like this, or if you've been scammed or you know or anything like that, let us know. Jenny, this one's for you. We're planning a friend trip to Lutzen for New Year's Eve. I'm wondering how many days you can spend skiing up there. I've actually never skied in Minnesota, so I'm not sure what to expect. I'm not an expert by any means, but we were in Vail last year. And I've been to a few other big resorts around the world. I know this route will be much shorter. So I was thinking about focusing on technique. But how many days realistically can you do that for? Thanks, longtime listener Kristen. Um, uh, Lutzen smaller. Vale, you could ski for three days and probably not hit every route. Well, you could if you're a really, really good skier. In three days, you could hit every route in Vale. But in Lutzen, you could spend, if you're a really good skier, in one day, you could hit every route, I would say. Yeah, pretty much. But I think you could still have fun over the course of two or three days. The most I've ever done is two days in a row, but I've gone with friends where they did a third day and the rest of us it's so cold up in Lutzen most of the time when you go up there that by like the third day we were like no we're good we we just two days is plenty because it gets really cold I think since you're going New Year's it's not gonna be that bad I've usually gone in February and it's been like negative 10 oh dang yeah I love Lutzen but like in the heart of the winter it gets a little nipply and not as enjoyable you got a really good point that is one of the things that makes it miserable if you're Mm -hmm. skiing what's the worst part of skiing in cold weather riding the lift up yeah, because the wind metal. is always blowing off the mountain. It's always in your face, and it's miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been to Lutzen in a very long time. We used to go on a boys' ski weekend uh, with Extreme Jamie, coincidentally. We bring him up again. Um, but we haven't done that in a long time. I haven't been there in 20 years now. Yeah. So. I think it's changed. It probably hasn't changed too much, but, I mean, I think that there's faster lifts now. That's for sure. Yep. Like, there's definitely much faster lifts. But, yeah, I mean, it's a good size hill, mountain, whatever you want to call it, for Minnesota, though. Like, you definitely can oh, spend. it's the biggest the big, in Minnesota, Yeah, it's definitely right? the biggest. So, I would say two days is a good yeah. amount. Well, plus there's other things to do. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's like there's like restaurants. Was it Papa Charlie's? Is that what it's called? Ooh, 
I think it you're might correct, not be. but then like the Caribou Highlands have a really nice restaurant within the hotel that's enjoyable, but you're not too far away from Grand Marais, so you can go up to mm. there. I've gone to the bar at the VFW. The I was up there for when the Minneapolis miracle happened with the Vikings. Oh, right, right. And I was with a bunch of Vikings plan- fans. We were all drinks and the day away, yeah. and we had to walk home in a snowstorm after that game from the VFW to the Airbnb we were staying in because they have no like cabs up there. Right. I'll never forget that trip. Wow, yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember I went to Papa Charlie's one time with the boys, and we were all drinking, so I was kind of drunk. I'm in the bar, and uh, I think I went outside to smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. I walk outside because I smoked back then, and I try to get back in. They're like, yeah, it'd be $23. <gasps> well, I just walked out to smoke a cigarette. Like, I don't care. You walked out. You uh, left. I had to pay another whatever it was, <laughs> 10 or 23 or whatever dollars to get back into Papa Charlie's. That's hilarious and brutal. All right, next I've one. I've never seen you drunk, ever. In the, like, nearly 11 years I've worked with you, I've never seen you even remotely I don't get sauced. drunk anymore. I really yeah. don't. It just is not. I'll drink, but I just just getting drunk is just kind of that... You get this, you go from like a happy, warm buzz to all of a sudden you get up and you feel like you're wobbly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not my thing. Yeah. Not my thing. All right. Next one. It says, hello, friends. P1BFF Julia. I've been listening, I've been living in Las Vegas for three months and listen to your podcast every day. I have absolutely zero emotional connection to this city and um, uh, and I'm moving to Sacramento this weekend. So this past weekend, she moved from Vegas to Sacramento. No, I'm not ready. You're the best company in the morning before I head to work. Now, buckle up, because i lot of got, got a lot to cover. The ads on your podcast are gaslighting me. The Chumba Casino ads have a new voice, but the new voice says the exact same words in the exact same tone. Like, new ad, who dis, what the heck? <laughs> also... OmniFest at the Science Museum soon. They'll have four movies to choose from. They're always so interesting and well done. I love her randomness. Okay, that's yeah. cool. That's good to know. Dave, I heard you talking about a stovetop percolator. Admittedly, I've been listening to Minnesota Goodbye from the beginning, as I've heard other listeners do. And it's so strange hearing Steve back in the mix, although I do wonder if Drake isn't the infant version of Steve with his screechy voice and <laughs> wacky takes. It's also like waiting for a train wreck you know is coming. Uh-huh. COVID will be in the DMs before I know it. Uh, Okay, back on track. I can't say for sure whether it was recently or way back in 2019, but I also had to buy a stovetop percolator. My rental in Vegas didn't come with one, and I was too stubborn to buy one, so that was my compromise. It makes a damn good cup of coffee, but you can't be in a hurry. You're right, you can't, and boy, you are random, and I love it. Lastly, (laughs) I was so excited to get a lottery permit last weekend to climb Angel's Landing in Zion National Park. Just 3.5 hours away. I got no sleep, got my stuff ready, and left at 12.30 a.m. to get there early. I did about 80% of it in the dark with a headlight on. What a wild trip that was. What? 10 out of 10 would do it again. What it was, is? I don't know what that is. It's a peak. It's a it's a um, a hike. It's, but why do you have to? Angels Landing is something where it's very thin on either side of you in Zion that you have to get a permit to do because they only allow so many people to hike it yeah. per day. And basically, you look to your left or your right, and there is just a huge drop on either oh. side. No of thanks. You. Yeah, I, no thanks. I don't but why think would I'd they? Ever do Angels but, Landing. but why do they have to go when it was dark out? Well, you usually have to start the sunrise hike early. You do okay. Yeah. Well, she wanted to see the sunrise. She wanted to see. Okay, yeah. 
How do you guys know? Sorry, so many questions. How long of a hike is it? I think it's kind of long. That's why I think people do start it early to even get to the Angels Landing part. Yeah. So, but I'll I don't know. I'll look. Yeah, it up. I don't know. I'm that it does sound like a bit of a hike. Uh, it was uh-huh, the best. No pun intended. It was the best sunrise experience, and there was no oh. one there to ruin it for me. Jenny, <laughs> I would nominate you and Andrew. Uh, I've, yeah, I've seen it before. I don't know that my anxiety could ha- handle uh, it because one time, I say this specifically, it reminds me, we went out on this natural bridge. It's called Natural Bridges on the Oregon coast. And we went out on the part that was like super sketchy over the water. And we didn't realize there was a different part you could go out on that was oh much God. thicker. And I got vertigo as we sat on it. And I almost felt like I couldn't get back up mm, and get out mm, of there. Oh, so my God. I don't know that I honestly could do Angel's Landing because I like hiking and I like being at the top of a mountain. But little things like that give me the heebie-jeebies. Dave, I just Googled it. No effing chance would Why? I do this. What does it tell me about it's it? It's just so... It's like obviously uphill. It's rocks, so it's obviously it's obviously not man-made, really. So it's it's uneven surfaces. Of it probably looks more narrow than it actually is, but some parts look pretty narrow. It looks like they do have chains yep. on either side for the very narrow parts. Oh, I don't, yeah, I, no way can I do that in the dark, and much less with. Uh, uh-uh. uh, no, no, You're, no, no. no. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the fence. I'm not. I'm not as adventurous as Jenny is. But I do like things like that, but I do not like heights. I don't like heights. I don't like feeling like any danger of falling. I like minimal adventure. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like no, parking like, far away from the mall. That is a, that, that's a great example. Yeah. No, we did like the hardest hike of my life ever in Yosemite. And I will say the second half of the group, the non-hikers, I think Jenny would have easily made it probably with the first group that did go all the way. Uh-huh. Um, but the like not as avid you know adventurers like that like me i was proud of what we did because it was not a average joe's hike but i definitely am not doing crazy adventurous hikes yeah yeah i don't feel the need to do those i'm fine with just a peaceful flat hike i'm just you know i think that i'm more into scenery than accomplishment i don't really care about climbing to the top of like i used to have a goal of climbing pike's peak yeah. 13 miles, um, and it takes, you know, most of a day to climb up. I it, thought you did it before. I climbed down. Oh, okay. Climbed down Pikes Peak, 13 miles, and that was tough. Mm-hmm. But I used to have a goal of like, yeah, I want to get in shape and climb up Pikes Peak. I don't think I can do it. I is really that don't. like rock climbing, or do they have a... No, it's no technical. No, no. okay. It's all I was like, is there trails. a hike you can just do or not? I no, don't it's, know. But, but what I was going to say it's really interesting is so many of these places you have to get a permit now yep. to climb up Pikes Peak... You have to make a reservation yeah. to climb up Mount Manitou, which is right next to it, which is the most popular hike in Colorado Springs. You have to make a reservation That's because the it stair got one, so, right? it's stairs. The yeah. stairs. Yeah, it's ridiculous. If you ever look up Manitou Incline, oh, it yeah. looks yeah. you're climbing stairs for a mile and a half. There's it's a, exhausting. Same for like Half Dome and stuff. Like you have to get a permit mm-hmm. and things yeah. like that. Yeah, there's a whole section on TikTok of people doing the Manitou Incline, and it's hilarious because they start off with all of this like joy and they're like so excited, <laughs> yeah. and they get like a four up and they're like we're not even halfway there <laughs> it's rough it really is i mean it's 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 short and it's beautiful and it's challenging enough to be really popular anyway she goes on to say i know you have a lot to look forward to over the holidays what are you not looking forward to uh i you know what the, i'll tell you exactly what comes to mind for me after the holidays is a big letdown because you are in the middle dead of winter the days are short mm. holidays are over and uh, it's just kind of a glum thing. Like, like post-Christmas, when Christmas Cool 108 goes back to playing Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, 
it's just kind of like, oh, Aww. fuck, here we go. <laughs> you know, yeah. seriously, we're bat- We're into the doldrums of winter. So what about you? What are you not looking forward to? You got about a minute. S- just the same. You're right. It's But by the time February and March comes around every year, I'm so mad. Like, why did I not plan a vacation to somewhere warm? Every year I do that to myself. Like, why? You know it's like this every year. You get to the point where you, I start getting mad. Like, actually mad. So, good luck. Plan Jenny? a vacation in March. Mine would just be that I don't think I get to spend enough time with my family because they live in Wisconsin. And it's just like a rush of seeing everyone. And so that just like always is something I don't look forward to because I feel like I don't give enough time to each person mm-hmm. that I want to see. So Okay. Hey, thanks for all the emails. Let us know about scams. If you've heard of the scam with the family coming up and speaking another language and asking you to buy mm-hmm. everything in their cart and then scurrying off uh, or any other scams that people should watch out for because... Everything from the violin scam to the, uh, yep. you know, buy this cart of stuff for me. Let me know what you know about that. Ryan Show at KDWB.com is the email. Ryan Show at KDWB.com. Happy 99th birthday, Bob Barker. This has been the Minnesota Goodbye. Hey, it's Fallon. Want my recipe for a great Valentine's Day? There's just one ingredient. Lunds and Byerly's. Whatever makes Valentine's Day perfect for you, L&B has the best version. Beautiful flowers from Bachman's, divine European pastries crafted by skilled pastry chefs, premium chocolates, and of course, the heartfelt card. And don't even get me started on the sumptuous steak, salmon, and lobster tails. Stop by Lunds and Byerly's today and elevate your Valentine's Day.